Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We have got here again. It is the last AEW pay-per-view of the year. This terrifies me. It scares me. It makes me feel all heebie-jeebie. Because time is moving so fast and I'm getting old. This is why we must enjoy wrestling even more because it's there to be entertained. Hello, I am Simon Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Hit the subscribe button. See what happens. But today, this is what we're going to do. You're going to take your brain. I'm going to take my brain. And we are going to try and predict full gear. And as I've said once, and as I've said a thousand times, we're going to have some fun with it. We're not just going to go, MDF beats John Moxley. That is way too boring. So put your geek hats on and let's go. So we shall start with a match that I believe is going to be on the pre-show because come Rampage, which I haven't seen yet because it doesn't exist in my world, we are getting Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. That person then goes through to the next round of the World Title Eliminate Tournament where they're going to take on Brian Cage. That's going to happen on the pre-show. And then the winner of that takes on Ethan Page on Dynamite. Maybe. Point is this, Ricky Starks is going to win both of those matches. The finals will be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. Ethan Page should win that. Goodbye. And then we get into full gear proper. And I tell you, I am so excited about this next match. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum because it is big men slapping man meat. Because for the TNT title, we are getting Powerhouse Hobbs versus Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. And look at me. I'm a mess. And the greatest part about it is that not only are they going to do a bunch of big moves, not only are they going to be super duper agile, even though they are monsters, I don't care who wins. That's right. I don't give a flub. If Wardlow retains, awesome. We can get the TNT title rocking and rolling again. If Samoa Joe wins, awesome. Samoa Joe is one of the best wrestlers ever. And if Powerhouse Hobbs gets it, not going to be mad at that. William is fantastic. You don't have to imagine, though, that we are doing a triple threat here to try and maybe protect Wardlow. And it's probably the best thing to do. Now, I don't know why his championship run has been booked as, well, weak as it has done. It hasn't been overly exciting. So what I would do, I would have Powerhouse Hobbs pin Samoa Joe. Then Powerhouse Hobbs can walk around going, I'm the champion. I am great. Wardlow can be like, well, I didn't lose anything. And once again, it's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe could lose from now until the end of time. And I'd still look at him and go, Samoa Joe is going to kick your ass. Just that damn good. Otherwise, we don't need anything else here. No nonsense, no ridiculousness, no shenanigans. Just let these three guys do what we know they can do. Probably going to be the best match on the card. Giving it to Hobbs. And then we're going to have an absolutely massive return because as we found out on Dynamite, the Death Triangle are going to defend their trios championships. It's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That's right. 
it's the elite. Now, it was kind of weird how they did make their big AEW comeback. They just cross-faded onto the screen, but I don't care. We've got to take all this hubbly-bubbly and we have to leave it behind us. And there is no way you could go to any reality that actually exists. And there is no way that this isn't going to be one of the best matches you will see in the year. Because when you go through every single person in it, they're all top-tier talents. You're also going to have to imagine that Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega really want to go out there and prove a point for obvious reasons. And I actually think, given that they were meant to be the trio's champions for a long-ass time, that Tony Khan is just going to go, cheers, triangle of death. We're just going to take these and we're going to pop them back over here. But I actually think that Elite Wrestling has done a really good job with this because we've been planting those seeds. For the last few weeks, maybe even months, Pac's been like, Murder, I love hammers. Why don't we use hammers all the time? Whereas Penn and Phoenix have been like, yeah, you know, we don't really want to use a weapon of death. I know we're called Death Trunk. We just kind of want to use our flippy dippy moves. Also, you're well too mad. Would you calm down? He hasn't though. He hasn't calmed down. So I bet Pat goes to use the hammer. Penta and Phoenix are like, oh, he's doing it again. That creates some sort of opening and the elite get the win. And that is totally fine. Then we can move into 2023 with whatever the plans were meant to be back in August. Hopefully we can just forget about this. My word, as crazy and as interesting as it was, it was also kind of exhausting. So the point is, the Elite will become two-time <laughs> trios champions. Maybe we should just forget about the first. We then get into stipulation territory because Jungle Boy is finally going to get his revenge against Luchasaurus in a damn still cage. Now, I have no idea when Christian Cage, still Cage's brother, is going to be ready because he hurt his arm. But right now, we've got to be focusing on Jack Perry. Now, I love the dinosaur. I love Luchasaurus. I think he is an underrated talent. But in this program so far, Jungle Boy hasn't got many victories. So here's what you need to do. You put them in this structure. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so terrifying. How can a wee lad beat this massive monster? But he does. You do proper David Goliath. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, is able to get the victory. And then maybe when we get to the next pay-per-view, which I believe is February, he then beats Christian. And we're all said and done with this we can just head off in a new direction. That's perfectly fine. Not every single feud needs to be the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. And actually, given how long this has been going on, I actually think it's fine. I actually think it's quite like it. I think Jungle Boy has got better at promos throughout it. <laughs> like angry heel Luchasaurus. Well, that just works for me. But I don't think you need to go too crazy with this one. I just think you need to book it in the way that it does need to be booked. And again, Jungle Boy goes to get his revenge against Christian. And then really... He should probably be put in the world title picture, or at least the TNT title picture. He's going to need a belt. Giving it up. No, it's the wrong video. Giving it to the boy from the jungle. Weirdness then enters the pay-per-view territory. Because up next is Sting and Darby Allen, father and son, the best of friends, taking on Jay Lethal and making his in-ring AEW debut. Ain't he great? It's Jeff Jarrett. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I wasn't massively into this when it did start getting going. But now that we've got to the damn pay-per-view, I'm excited. It's just one of those things that only wrestling could have done. Like, I don't know when the last time Jeff Jarrett and Sting had a match was, but I bet you asked when I did see it, I was like, well, this is never going to happen again. <laughs> then we get to 2022, and it's happening again. Also, you do have to give plaudits to Jarrett. I think he's like in his mid-50s, but he's in terrific shape, and he can still work a damn good match. We know that Jay Lethal is excellent too. Darby Allen is one of a kind. And Sting continues to prove that it doesn't matter how old he is, he can knock it out of the park. So actually on paper, 
this should be pretty damn good. You also have to figure that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal aren't winning, which means Sting and Darby Allen get another victory. Sting will do some crazy bump that'll make me go, oh, I can't believe that he's doing it. And I actually think this is just going to be a barrel of laughs and blah, 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 it's going to be fun. Never forget, that's the point of wrestling. All this other hoopla is a waste of time. If you are enjoying yourself and everybody wins, although technically here, that's going to Sting and Darby Allen. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This really is quite the crazy night when it comes to professional wrestling because we're also going to have Britt Baker taking on Soraya, the former Paige, and never forget, she wasn't ever meant to wrestle again, and yet we're gonna get it. Now this has opened up a massive conversations with people on two sides of the fence, because firstly, you got people saying, well, if Soraya's coming back, she can't lose to Britt Baker straight out of the gate, that doesn't work. But you have the other people going, well, no, because their argument and their feud has been about basically AEW and WWE and who's a star, who's not a star. So if Britt doesn't beat Soraya, you're basically saying that WWE is a cool dude and AEW isn't as cool. I don't think you need to worry about all of that because that's just stupid politics that we'll forget about in around about 72 minutes. And ultimately, I agree with the first camp. You should have Soraya win because she has been away for so long and it will make us feel all warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums. However, that's where I'm going to put the brakes on and switch my mind because there's a better story here and it's absolutely in Britt Baker winning. Now, I'm stealing this from Brian Alvarez, he of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, but I don't care because he was talking about the fact recently that he was watching when Shawn Michaels returned to the WWE and we all knew about his bad back. And then he got into a match with Triple H, and Triple H gave him a backbreaker. And everyone was like, oh no, his back, he's gotta be dead. But he was able to fight on. So, what I would do, and I'd borrow from New Japan because they love doing this all the time, 
is tell the story that Soraya has been out for ages. She's not 100%. I'm not talking about doing a paralyzed angle or anything like that. You can just tell she's struggling to get going. Britt Baker takes advantage of that. And then Soraya has to go to the back of the line. She has to get a win, 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 win. She makes her way back to Britt, who maybe has a championship at that time. Soraya wins. Everybody cries because they're so happy. I mean, that's where the beef is. That's where the money is. You have to pull the trigger on everything straight away. So that's what I would do. Once again, I'm not saying she just collapses in the ring and we're all like, oh, man, she's broke her neck again. That's way too far. But just take a little bit of a reality and sprinkle that in with a little bit of fiction. There's your narrative. It's right there. I gave it a kiss. And that is why I am going with Britt Baker and I just think it makes all the more sense, especially if later on, and in fact, let's segue into it now, we are getting Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the women's interim title. And you could do something else with Brit here. Or maybe, you know, screw over Jamie. What I'm talking about is this. There's only two finishes to this match as far as I'm concerned. One is what I just said. And two is Jamie Hayter winning the championship. But now I've just put all this together in my brain. What I would actually try to pull off is, I don't know which way round you'd have to do it, is that Britt Baker beats Soraya and Soraya has to go on a journey as we've already talked about. Jamie Hayter is able to win the championship from Tony Storm, even if Britt Baker does help her. But then Britt turns on Jamie because we have to do that feud as we've been teasing it so long. And there's your brand new program. You could even get to the end of that and switch the belt back to Britt Baker, which is when Soraya is going to be ready. There you go. I just wrote six months worth of stories for you. Goodbye. And it may actually be crap in execution, but in my brain, it sounds pretty good. And then you've kind of got multiple elements of the women's division all coming together. And I find that's when wrestling's at its best. So as I've said it, I'm going to stick with it now. Soraya loses to Britt Baker. Jamie Hayter beats Tony Storm. There's some kind of hoo-ha between Baker and Hayter. And we get to that feud and it can be over the title. There you go. I've done it. Move on. And given we have talked about the other two women's matches, we should talk about the third one as well. And I think it's awesome that there are three women's matches on this pay-per-view. Because for the TBS title... Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Now, very sadly, I think you can predict this one quite effortlessly, and it is going to be Jade Cargill getting her revenge and getting another win and carrying on her dominant run. That makes me a little bit of a sad panda because I think Nyla Rose has been tremendous in this. and I kind of want it to continue, but I don't see how it can. I don't want this to be a squash or anything like that, but I actually think it would benefit if you went to the Brock Lesnar Goldberg booking well and just did it like that. Give them five to six minutes and tell them, listen, Jay Cargill, you come out the gates 100 miles an hour. Nyla, you know the deal. You come out the gates 100 miles an hour. They just do move, 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 move. And it's essentially big women slapping women meat. It doesn't work as well, but you take my point. Ultimately, that is all there is to say about it, though, because Cargill is going to get the W here, which is no problem, by the way. Jade Cargill is great. Don't want Nyla Rose to disappear from my TV again. Which moves us into the Ring of Honor World Championship match, which is a four-way. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. This is going to be fantastic. Now we can take Claudio Castagnoli and throw him right out of there, because he made Chris Jericho tap out on Dynamite, which says to me he's not going to become the champion. And actually, I think I've already figured it out. I do think Chris Jericho is going to win. I don't think it's the time to take that title off him. There you go. Draw a line under it. We're done. The only real interesting part is what is going to happen between Sammy Guevara and Jericho here, because you'd have to imagine they're either going to be the best of friends or they're going to fall out again. That would be a little bit strange, because Sam has only kind of recently just rejoined the Jericho Appreciation Society, and you're not going to turn Jericho face, and there's no point trying to turn Sammy Guevara face. We've done that before. I'm not entirely sure how that one is going to unfold, but if I were you, I'd keep my eye on it. 
unless you're Rey Mysterio. So really, I kind of feel like this is here just so they can have an absolute banger, and they absolutely will. Small part of my tum-tum does think Brian Danielson could steal this, maybe because Guevara screws over Jericho. And actually, that's the more fun one, and I almost promised you fun. So we're going with Brian Danielson. I know. There's no rhyme or reason. The AEW World Tag Team titles are also going to be in the line as Swerve in Our Glory takes on the acclaimed. This one actually has me a little bit stumped. Because Max Caster and Anthony Bowens are so over, you should not be taking the titles off them right now. It just doesn't feel like the correct time, and I want to see more scissoring. But you do have a story in your back pocket where Swerve Strickland is now a super-duper mega heel, and Keith Lee is like, I can't undoubtedly believe you keep doing this. But then Keith has to join them at some point, you'd have to imagine. And when you do do that, they should win the championships back. So otherwise, it's like, well, what did you do that for? Keith, it didn't help at all. And you could do that here. Lee could do something dastardly, which allows them to win the belts. And everybody's kind of slack-jawed, like, well, I didn't see that coming. Keith Lee, you were supposed to be our best mate, and then you just went and spat me right in the face. So while my joyous wrestling side does not want the acclaim to be defeated here, this is the time to do it. Keith Lee goes heel. He joins up with Swerve Strickland as the bad guy Swerve in our glory team. And then you can kind of move FTR into the mix. Because if you do FTR versus the acclaimed, that's baby faces versus baby faces. Also, you can make a great argument that Matt Castor and Anthony Bowens are so over, they don't even need the gold to begin with. So I've said it now. I am giving this to Swerve in our glory. And man, I tell you, when it comes to the prediction rundowns, if I get this right, I am going to look like a hero. But of course, as always, I get it wrong, and I just look like a goober instead. Giving it to Lee and Swerve. Which brings us to our main event for the AEW World Championship, MJF versus John Moxley. Your guess is as good as mine. The only thing I'm pretty convinced of is that the firm and William Regal are going to have to get involved here, because otherwise, what the hell we were doing. And I am, do not believe for one second that Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going proper babyface. Now, do I think we actually surely should pull the trigger on this? Yes, I do. But I also just have this inkling that we're not going to. And actually, it's going to be Regal screwing over John Moxley in order to get the championship to Max. This is going to be like WWE circa 1999. That's an absolutely fine finish too, as long as you can pull it off properly. I'm just not 100% sure that MGF is going to get booed by 100% of the audience. I mean, everyone does love John Moxley, so I suppose there is a chance. But this one does have me a little bit stumped. Like, I would put a large sum of money on the fact that Freeman will walk away with the title. How he's going to do it, I am not sure. But as we have said throughout this whole video, this is about entertainment. It's about having fun. So that's what's going to go down. William Regal is going to screw over John Moxley. The firm will have been working for MGF the entire time, and he will take the microphone at the end of you like, ha, 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 you absolute buffoons, I tricked you, even though I didn't trick you. And I'll tell you what this ties in for, and I believe we had the anniversary the other day. Do you remember at Survivor Series 1998, when the Raw beforehand, the Rocket kicked the corporation's ass, and what did he do at the pay-per-view? He joined up with the corporation. That's what I think this is going to be. MGF leading this brand new faction with the firm of William Regal after they came up with this convoluted and quite stupid plan when you break it right down in order to get him to the top. But what all that matters is that MGF will be your champion. And I've said it now, and there is no going back. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.